welcome to the Deja Review podcast, where a group of film lovers get together and talk about a cult or a classic film that one or more of them has just watched for the very first time. I'm Mike Cairns. As always, I'm joined by Kane Pockchop. Sir, ready to engage in podcast protocol, sir. <laughs> Seb, Seabass Godfrey. Rush and ready for business. <laughs> and joining us once again, it's our favourite film lover, Alex Heath. Thank you very much for having me again. I just want to say I also work in hair and beauty and I have a few things to say about about this Nick film? Cage's hair. Fantastic. Very much Good. looking forward to this. Or, and or the hair that he's wearing. Yes. <laughs> the hair it, that it you wear. It is its own entity. This is a film where we're getting ahead of ourselves. We are going to be discussing the 1996 Michael Bay action uh, adventure classic uh, The Rock, starring Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery. Um, mm. Two actors who are both wearing hair pieces in this movie. Are they? Sean Connery has been bald as a badger oh, since yeah. day dot. Okay, so cool. uh, even oh, like no. pre-James Bond. Um, Actually, they're all bald then. Is that the case? Ed Harris? Ed Harris? Yeah. 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 But at least Ed is. Follicularly, is, is you know, challenged. Um, so, yeah, so uh, this is uh, The Rock, and this is, uh, Alex, your first well, viewing my first time. Of, of said film. Yeah. And, and uh, do you know anything about this? Like, had, had you sort of known anything about this movie or about this specific specific genre? And, or? Yeah, and Michael Bay's oeuvre more generally. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah, I, I had heard of The Rock. I had not seen The Rock, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really taken hearing you guys describing The Rock recently, um, where it just sounded like it hit every um, every note that it needed to, to be like teenage boy <laughs> pornography, apart from the like, you know, actual pornography, but in terms of um, an action movie and watching it, that was revealed to me to be the case. Oh, yeah. If if, if you had to put, like, nudity in this film, I would just would have been able to walk out of the cinema and kill myself because (laughs) (laughs) my my life was complete. Because cinema was done. Cinema was done. Like, we've reached the peak. Yeah, Yeah, because I was, while I was watching it, my my overwhelming feeling was, who is this for? What adult person would no, get it's, anything it's out of this? It's adults. not for any. No. It's not for adults. No. It truly, truly is for teenage boys. And I guess I wanted to ask you guys to start off with, like, what does it feel like when this vast budget is being used to, like, get you in? Like, what does it feel to have, like, the Hollywood industrial complex just cater just to your cater needs to you so specifically. so specifically and at such great expense and all these very very you know professional people just thinking now what's a 14 year old boy just going to lap up but that's michael bay that's yeah. michael bay he's like he's doing he's doing he's doing like that's that's what these sort of transformers movies are now yeah. like, I, like i watched the first one and i was like i nearly fell asleep i was so bored you know, and it's just like that's just not what I'm into yeah. is robots punching each other. Mm. What I was apparently very much into was an elderly uh, Sean Connery <laughs> breaking into The Rock um, yeah. with uh, with Nicolas Cage. But you know, it's it's it is just it is just so like it is just it hits. Every yeah, single everyone. note of my fourteen-year-old mm. self was just like the music, the yep. action sequences. I actually just started making pace. a list. It's starting with that heavy rain. Yeah. Yes. This 
And Every, it's raining way too much. The chopper silhouetted against the sun. Mm. So much chopper. Wailing guitars. Yeah, so many choppers. Just starts from the there, gu- like and it guitar continues. Every everything. Like I, and I feel like as a fourteen year old, like you, you just want a guitar sting for everything, everything. that you're doing. Yeah. You know, you're walking like, down the street. <laughs> like your, your toast pops. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. But uh, to answer your just, question, it, yeah. I mean, I think we covered it. It felt fucking amazing. great. <laughs> amazing. Are we, are we saying at the time? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, I kind of feel like the equivalent now would be like going around to a friend's house and they say, You want to play with G.I. Joe's? And you'd be like, That sounds like fun. And then they get them out and you're like, Oh, wow. Yeah, no, no, I don't, I'm not, yeah, no, not really. Not now. Mm. Oh, the experience yeah. now. The experience. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely catering to that 14-year-old self. And, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, these these characters are not adults. That was no. what struck me. They weren't like people. I mean, mm. I, I know, like, you know, they're very two-dimensional, but they're beyond well, just two-dimensional. They're not like adults. Something, because, I mean, obviously watched a lot of movies in this genre, uh, you know, of, of that time, and... I think the one thing that sort of sticks out a little bit in this movie is that the bad guy has a purpose and it's not just sort of, uh, it's not just I'm diabolical and, you know, like he is angry at something and, mm. you know, like it's, it's, you know, I, yeah. I know I'm stretching He's angry it. at the oh, establishment yeah, like a teenage boy but, might be. Yeah, but, oh, well. But it's like the magic but, trick that they're trying to pull is like, what if the bad guy was a good guy as yeah, well? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Um, so we, yeah, I mean, this was a, like a, a fairly successful movie, like $75 million budget, $355 million taking. So like, it's not like a barnstormer, mm. but you know, did well enough to make Con Air. So, you know, they were, um, which yeah. did less well. Um, Worse hair did too for Nick Cage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, but uh, and it did start that sort of period of um, really stupid names for characters oh, yeah. in action movies. Um, so we've got Stanley Goodspeed, mm. and then we go on to uh, Cameron Poe uh, in mm. Con Air, <laughs> and then we go into um, uh, what Caster Troy in oh, yeah. uh, in in Face Off. Like it's just like these things. Yeah. Uh, Probably a sixteen-year-old boy, or Nick Cage himself. On me halfway through the mu- movie, Sean Connery's character. What? What? John Mason. Mason. What does a mason do? Break open oh, no stone and and he breaks yeah. rocks. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> once I realized that, I was like, oh, <laughs> breaks rocks. Oh. Um, but I felt very dumb because I hadn't realized it instantly. But, uh, <laughs> and and Nicholas Cage is a scene where he's. Cage. In a cage. In a cage. He's ah, definitely that's what in a got cage. in the role. He's yeah. a chemical freak. He is a chemical <laughs> freak. Definitely rewatching this. Like, I was like, there are two sequences where a woman speaks in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> definitely. That was part of my notes. I'm like, man, manly men, 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 manly men. Yep. There was um, the one even, woman in the boardroom had a line. Oh, she. I was. I was. Yep. So there's three. An unnamed character. So we have we have still. the unnamed character. We have uh, <laughs> Nick Cage's girlfriend, and then we have First the time actor, sassy. Uh, you know, because uh, one of the mm. um, amazing levels of stereotypes in this movie is the uh, the only two people who talk when the the prisoners who talk are the two black people. Um, yeah. Like, what kind of fuck? 
tour is yeah. this? And yeah. it's like, I'm not going to get out here. It's just yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah. my God. I, I should have like, bought my gun with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I had it on my list of cliches, middle-aged African-Americans who say motherfucker, yeah. and I was at count two by the time I noticed mm. that that was a <laughs> Yeah, thing. yeah. Um, but heavy set as well, which yeah. plays into it. The um, stereotype even more, but mm-hmm. it knocked me over. That I had to. T- I, I, I took a few screenshots, but um, you know, it opens with a general uh, Hummel um, going to talk to his wife's grave yeah. um, to, you know, say. Um, his wife. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. It says on her the tombstone. just says his, his wife. wife. But who but, is he? No, just <laughs> his wife. And you know what? That broke, that broke my brain for a bit. But then I thought the, the plots are set out in advance. So they're expecting he's going to be oh, buried there, but he damn. didn't die first. And he's the but, boss of the relationship, I guess. Wow. I, but also it's, it's, it's like a, she was like in a military... military like, yeah, I can't. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe if you're a general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe they, if you're they, a general, you've got the plots are obviously both assigned, yeah. and yeah, yeah. he's yeah. gonna. I mean, yeah, die it's, still, it's 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 still obviously grossly it's patriarchal, gr- it's, but it's at gross, least but it makes some yeah. sort of. I I, 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 I was really yeah. scratching my head there for a while too, but <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, no, make this make sense. Come on, Heath, work yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> His wife. His wife. And then we cut to the um. And so I, I have a very clear memory of going to see this movie. My brother took me to see it because I was under the MA15. Uh, I was 14 at the time. It's yeah. so, a beautiful scene. Uh, my brother took me to go and see it. Um, uh, at, Did you guys uh, go Doncaster. shoulder to shoulder in one of those big trench coats like those two kids that tried to get in a Black <laughs> Panther? <laughs> can, I, can I tell you a fun story about the MA15 plus thing? Sure. Is, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, it came in around the time that I was like 14 or 13 it, or something. No, you know it was. Yep. It started existing. And I remember Rude. trying to get into mm-hmm. striptease, which was MA15, on at, at Hoyt's on, um, on Burke Street. And there was some like just like, uh, you know, probably like early 20s woman at the yep. box office who just like hated the sight of me because yep. I was exactly what I was. Yep. I was a horny little fucking 15-year-old yep. that wanted to see some, some Karens. I think. Yep. But, but, but the thing here is, do you know how I tried to prove I was 15? Okay. By showing my McDonald's employee card. Amazing. I said, how can I, how can I not be 15? <laughs> I work at McDonald's. And look at me, I've got an erection. (laughs) (laughs) And did she sell me a ticket? No. No. I I did a similar thing with a friend when I was, I think, 13 or 14, trying to get in to see the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, The Eraser. Oh, yeah. It's a terrible movie. Which still contains my favourite Arnie line of all time when he machine guns a bunch of crocodiles and then says, your luggage. Oh. <laughs> Pretty good. Expensive um, luggage. But no, I was, I was, I was with a friend, and we were planning outside. All right, so we're going to work out what our birthday are and all of that sort of stuff. And we go up and just flub it, absolutely flub it. And th- this manager comes around and he's like, "Guys, do you want to come and sign a stat deck to, you know, like to prove that you're 15?" We're like, oh, "I love that. I love the 14 year old yeah. you was like too afraid to sign a." Oh. False stat deck. Thirty-six-year-old Mike would be exactly the same. No, no, but yeah. Sign a stat deck, Mike. I was like, no, no. How do you even know what a stat deck was at fourteen? Stat. Well, you know. Fair evasion. (laughs) Yeah, fair evasion. Um, But um, but anyway, so went to see this with my brother, and I very clearly remember 
there was a couple sitting behind us and um, they were doing a lot of talking during the movie. Um, and uh, and I had to take this screenshot because this is the very opening sequence where they're going to steal the the uh, the VX the the, the gas um, from this, and it comes up with a huge sign saying Naval Weapons Depot. <laughs> yes. Like it's like where are we? Right? I, I noticed and, that as well. Yeah. And I hear this couple behind me, and it's uh, the officer's like. Where are they? It's like I think they're on the rock. It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like it says it's naval right weapons depot. So it's like, who is this woman? Could it's be. his wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This film is aimed. This film is aimed at fourteen-year-olds yeah. and people that are fourteen years away from death. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, I um, yeah, there's. Oh, Let's yeah. No, so, what's your what Seb? What's your history with this movie? Oh, like? I grew up with this film. I've seen yeah. it so many times. It's like a lot of those Nicholas Cage. He had like a real strong run of films. There, it was like mm. uh, you know from Con Air after this, and then Gone in sixty seconds, and like he was. He yeah, he was. He was, he was, he was kind of in. He, he tried to be in this. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was in the slipstream of like. Yeah. Bruce Willis, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which like, is a like, really funny, like, he's not your traditional bankable no, that, action guy. Saying, yeah. I mean, sure, he got a leg up from his uncle, old Francis Ford Coppola. That's his mm. his cousin, yeah. Sophia Coppola, right? But he he's not, and he's he's kind of like this kooky, he's this kooky dude, and people are giving him chances in, in Hollywood. He did a couple of good things. Fair enough, he actually earned an Oscar for leaving Las Vegas, mm. and Raising Arizona is one of the great. Yeah, like he made a lot of great. Like he's made a lot of great. He's made a lot of great movies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like yeah. He's, but he's made um, a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, yeah. Certainly, <laughs> he's, he's definitely certainly in later years. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it sort of seemed like a an interesting heel turn for someone like. Nicolas Cage mm. to sort of go from, you know, like basically it was pretty much just after leaving Las Vegas. Yep. Yeah. Like it was like 94, 95. Well, well, that was the only reason yeah. um, uh, that Connery took the role is because uh, Nicolas Cage was going to be working alongside him. He's like, fuck, this guy's just got to, you just come off, off an Oscar win. You're good at playing good. a drunk. Mm. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to fucking smash this thing. <laughs> and yeah. this would have been after um, the Lynch one. Um, Wild at heart. Wild at heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where where Willem Dafoe shoots his head off. His yes. head goes. 1990. Yeah. So yeah. so this is this is after Wild at Heart, after mm-hmm. Raising Arizona, and yeah. a bit before Bangkok Dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what Bad was Lieutenant. The one we what, <laughs> what was the what was the the airplane oh, the one? Christian one. Um, uh, left uh, behind. Oh my god, that was the greatest thing in the world. You yeah. were away. It's so good. When the uh, when the rapture happens, yeah, uh, yeah. <sighs> anyway, Anywho, um, yeah. so uh, you're yeah, so yeah. You grew up of, with this one. Yeah, I grew um, up with it. I mean, this was when <clears throat> I was working. Uh, oh, was I work? What year did it come out? Ninety six. Ninety six. Been oh, just before I'd started working at Video Easy, so it was around that um, that sort of the the peak of his action hero status mm-hmm. um but i remember this being such a big film at the time mm. yeah and being really excited about it and loving it so much um i did watch it a couple of years ago and i remember thinking when i was watching it i watched because I, I went through a bit of a bruckheimer phase and watching these films again and wow i was just thinking huh you were really you're really into these huh yeah, like watching yeah. Armageddon again and watching some of these films going, fuck, this is terrible. This yeah. is really, really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Just the 
gross militarism of everything. Well, yeah, really. Michael Bay's got a bit of a hard on for the military, right? But yeah. he, he doesn't but like them ever the This one feels a little murky on that in that mm. way. Well, he's, he's always got a, a bit of a thing for the military, but they're never really the heroes that save the day. It's always the everyman, like the the Bruce Willis in the Armageddon. Mm. Is like, he's just a, a driller, Driller. a miner. Mm. This guy's just a chemical weapons expert. Oh, just along. a chemical weapons at PhD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Pretty hot dude. Yeah, PhD. Uh, that, that comes along and saves the day over the top of uh, all these Navy SEALs and all these yeah. people that should be in there to Yeah, to Kane? I mean, I think we've sort of already yeah. pre-guessed. Like I mean, this that's, this that's was just in our sweet history. spot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. my God, this just is. Just unthinkingly, I yep. just, yeah, it was it was And you have no filter. Like, there's, yeah. you know, we're at the age, you have no filter for this, and it's just pure, like, in your eyes, in your eyes, in your eyes. Also, you know. because the the pace of this film, like the the mm. editing, I think yeah. there's a, a it's like the average shot uh, time goes for two point two seconds. Yep, and that's a Michael Bay. Thing. An extended like thing is like two point six. Cuts, cuts, it's cuts. like yep. cut, 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 I, cut. I was thinking that when I was watching, I'm like, this feels quite modern in the sense that these shots are not very long, and I'm finding it difficult to follow the action. This feels like something but that would happen. I think he happen. was the pre- yeah, like he's the, was very obviously much the, the progenitor of yeah. this kind of and coming um, from that music video background yeah. thing. That kind and of. I think it's also, uh, especially during that car chase sequence, I think it's a way of sort of covering, like, uh, <laughs> terrible direction, terrible, terrible direction, but trying uh, in a way to. Um, like, how can I make this frenetic? Yeah. And like, mm. how can, it's, I, it's, it's how can I make a very uninteresting, like, it's like, oh, what, a car chase through San Francisco? Those? Um, yeah. You know. it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's 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 funny. Uh, two things on that. It's it's uh, it's impossible to make a car chase in San Francisco look bad yep. is, is one thing. Yep. But 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 to that point, there's, there's a point in that car chase where, Sean Connery answers the phone, and yeah. and and if you were to look, I'm at only it, borrowing your Humvee. Yeah, I just, but, I just, but if you turned the sound off on that, you would realize that it's just some guy in his sixties answering the phone like a normal person, except the camera person is just like yeah. shaking and, and everywhere, in and just, yeah, just, just quick, zooming quick, in and out. Zooming in and out. Mm-hmm. Zooming in and out. Yeah. I always, I quick, quick side note that line. I'm on, I'm only borrowing your Humvee. We always read that. Or heard that as I'm only doing a body in your Humvee, <laughs> <laughs> and this was within doing our little. Doing a body in I'm your doing Humvee. Shit. I'm, only, oh. I'm only doing a body in your Humvee. So, so and you. Then, this you, was all. This became like a little clicky in our group thing. This so, was, so, so you this did, uh, did you cool Tasmanian thing? Bori is like some Scots Gaelic that you didn't know. Bori is Bori is a body Scots word. Sure, I don't know, but it's it's definitely it's definitely an urban dictionary. You never heard of Bori? I'm no, only yeah. doing a body in your yeah. home there. Yeah. This is something we'd say but, to but, each but, other I mean, because of this that's, film. That's, I mean, if, <laughs> it was during that car chase and, and a little bit prior that, that I was thinking about exactly what we're talking about here. And, uh, and I kind of thought, like, maybe maybe there's, there's this counter position you can take on Michael Bay that he is, he is pure film. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. he is, yeah. what he is doing is just throwing all of these disconnected things together at such a huge pace with 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 like every kind of 
uh, thing at his disposal, loud music, camera movement, like just yelling, yep. <laughs> just all these, and he's just putting them together and nothing makes any sense, but it has this overall sensation of but I something think that's, happening. I, that's what I'm trying to say is I think that's a really specific reaction to the viewer. Like a yeah. lot of viewers are going to find it extremely alienating to have yeah. this just mm. like bang, 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 blah, 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 yeah. go, 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 yeah. etc. Like, well, a lot of viewers are going to find that alienating. I think in the last couple yeah. of... I mean, I do now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of, I felt pretty alienated watching this. <laughs> well, I think in the last... I think it was like... There's, there was a few articles around in the last couple of Transformers movies where people were making the point, and it's not incorrect, but it's like, he's an auteur. Like, you oh, know, totally, you're no... Yeah, you're no, I'm not watching, argue with that. You're watching mm. a Michael Bay movie. Yeah, mm. if, if... And if, he if, has... If, and, and people have aped his style. Mm -hmm. Like... Mm. So like it doesn't you know and you yeah. don't, like you don't have to like it yeah but no it's um he completely if that's if, if you're into auteur theory he completely meets the definition and you know you have to applaud or appreciate him for something he invented something mm. you know mm. and and the it's rock is kind poor. of emblematic of it because it was one of his first features it's his probably his greatest film I'd yeah probably, I'd have to say. He did Bad Boys. Oh, though, bad Boys. Didn't he? Bad Boys. Bad good. Boys was prior, yeah, and yeah. I think maybe that this is his second feature. Mm. But he invented something in these first two, three movies. Something that lives to this day. You and know? that's what, like Ed Harris said um, when he was being directed by Michael Bay, that um, like, dude, you got to shoot me. You got to sh shoot full body shots of me. You don't just get my face. Like this is like I'm I'm the actor. I'm going to be the one on screen. And Michael Bay's like, nah, I'm. Everyone's going to see me on screen before they see you. Like saying, they're going to see my style, not your face. Wow. And that was how, I guess, confident and cocky of his whole style, which it comes through. He's, yeah. But uh, it's. I'm sure he's a human monster. Oh, oh totally. All, all. Be a piece of shit. All stories lead to yeah. that mm. being inaccurate. Uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it's, it, but it was just a book. Like there's just so much. So much in this movie, like it's just jam packed full of stuff. <laughs> like, it's just, um, you... and but I don't know, like, I think Nick Cage is great in it, like, just so, like, I don't know, I really like Nick Cage in it. I think yeah. Sean Connery is just like, you know, this is one of his last performances, and um. And Sean Connery hasn't actually made that many good movies. Um, no. Uh, but he is just so charismatic in mm -hmm. this movie. I don't know. Like, I, what did you think? I Alex? was kind like, of, I was grateful when he turned up because yep. he has a kind of steadying mm. authoritative presence mm. that yeah. kind of I mean, anchors a, all yeah. the bluster and insanity swirling around him. Like, he mm. really doesn't get pulled into that. He's just... He kind of grounds. Yeah, he movie. really does ground it. I, I, yeah, I genuinely was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Okay. Right. I, I, that, that, um, the interrogation scene. The interrogation is, scene, know, which seems to me like a play on Silence of the me Lambs. Coffee. Like, yeah. like, really, I'm he's Stanley the. Goodspeed. Of course you are. 
Yeah. Which is a throwback like, to a bottle. That line. coffee line was really funny. Where he says, what does he say? Yeah. Like, can I have some no, it's like, coffee? No, he no, it just says coffee. And then Nicholas goes like, no, I'm fine. That's, like, no, that was actually a good me, joke well yeah, delivered, yeah. I thought. Yeah. 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 It, did yeah. Feel, it did feel to me like a bit of a second-rate Silence of the Lambs. Clarice yeah. meets Anthony yeah. Hopkins, yeah. but right. but it was still re- I still really that, enjoyed it, and probably the jizz throwing, but yeah. yeah, without the jizz. Um, <laughs> although you know maybe yeah. in the director's cut, <laughs> director's maybe, cut. maybe 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 yeah, old. maybe maybe Connery can that uh, right up. But that kind do of like no, no touch orgasms, you know what I mean? <laughs> like that that thing where you can just make yourself come by Tantric. thinking. Really I definitely hard. think we should explore that more. You guys are. I'm exploring it right there. now. <laughs> Wait, are you guys having a personal conversation? <laughs> These guys are a couple, by the way. We haven't actually established that yet. Oh yeah, I guess we didn't talk that. about it. I, I, I guess to a certain extent, like, um, I keep on, I keep on saying that my, um, my girlfriend part, made this really astute exactly. observation. Mm. We, we better mm. just go straight to the source. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, but while yeah, you're get talking ready about it being a second-rate Silence of the Lambs, and I mean, there's certain, there's a lot of nods to other films yeah, in this. definitely. And all the way through, you look at the scene when they're under the rock in the tunnels, especially the fact that it's got Michael Bane in there as well. This is, a, that's aliens. That's just yeah. aliens. See, that's just well, completely. See, oh, the aliens. And then I, cause I, I hadn't watched this in a really long time. And the whole sequence with the, uh, like the, the conveyor. The mine carts. The mine carts. So I was like, it's Temple of Doom. It's Temple of Doom. It's Temple of Doom. You know, like, and I was just like, oh. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but how is that oh, even uh, even I, there? I what is that? What purpose yeah, does that, that serve? There? And I, also, I felt like a theme park. Does, does no one like, know how to shut off a valve in the rock? Because there is just steam valves going off, yeah, constantly. If the park's been if the the park the the, park. Uh, the island's been closed that yeah. long as a prison. Why the fuck are all the boilers still going? Yeah, there's a lot of boilers going. There's steam everywhere. Yeah, to what end? You know? And also the 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 the, the flame factory that yeah. that Sean Connery rolls up. That would have been turned like, off. Yeah. And yeah. why was it how could something like that possibly be there in the first place? Yep. It's like it was Maybe for the laundry? Like I, I was really trying to be like, what what is this powering? Yeah, like, yeah. Um That whole cart scene thing, that whole mine mine cart thing was just so confusing and so disjointed and like a, a little like it was like how do we turn this into a Disneyland ride? Yes, I, yeah. I got the if, same. If it again, it, it really got back to that like yeah. teenage boy feeling like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, now they're in Disneyland. They fell through a trap door and now they're in yeah. Disneyland. Mm. Yeah. Can we can we just establish, okay, uh, just just establish the, the kind of premise of the movie because, because I kind of want to talk about Ed Harris's motivations. Mm-hmm. The idea is Ed Harris is, is the most badass general in the whole fucking world. He's got 8 million purple hearts and he's got... Uh, the congressional, there's wine moving all over the place. Mm. He's got yeah, the congressional it's wine medal corner of honor all the time. Yeah, well, actually, sorry. Oh no, continue. I was just yeah, sorry. He's got eight purple hearts. He's got the congressional medal of honor. He's the mm. baddest, meanest general in the world. Mm-hmm. And he decides to mount uh, an act of domestic terrorism um, to uh, hold basically. San Francisco and a bunch of people on Alcatraz to ransom for money for himself and his small. No, band no he of wants no, he wants these black was, ops agents to be their families to be. No, it was a, it was a hundred million dollars, and yeah. it was for eighty eight families okay. who had who their body like the bodies were left behind and received no compensation, and so he wanted. Um, a hundred million dollars to pay a million dollars to all of the families, and then 
the, the presumably the rest of uh, you his know the, his mercenaries. And it was one thing I, I did know. It's just like these guys. He says you will never be able to set foot on this. Like, a million bucks? Totally I want a bit that. more than a million yeah, bucks. No shit, right? Like. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it was the cheap. mid nineties. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> million dollars was worth a lot more so in nineteen ninety six. Yeah, yeah. more like a billion. Buy an apartment in Collingwood for that. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the cast of the supporting cast of Meatheads that they yep. put together for his mercenaries on both sides, the guys that were coming mm. in and out. This was just like, all right, let's just get a couple Every of guys. Every single character actor, you know. <laughs> let's get a couple of guys from Lethal Weapon, from fucking Die Hard. For, let's get I, Candyman in there. I've got so uh, many We're going to talk about pointy. John C. McGinley. Plus, <laughs> yes, A-plus character actor yep, casting. Totally. But, yes, I think first off the list has to be John C. McGinley, who is yep. an all-time character actor. Yep. He's just the best. Uh, I guess. I guess. What? Scrubs. What? Well, yeah, he was. He was a doctor Young, in Scrubs. Young, dumb, and full of gum. What? What? Yeah. What, what? What? What comes first to mind when you talk about John C. McGinley? Point uh, break. Point break. Point and break. he's playing yep. the same character here, and it's yeah. this amazing. Uh, thing that he's able to do where he fully commits and totally hams it up yet somehow manages to keep himself at a slight ironic distance. Yeah. So you end up thinking this guy's the coolest guy on set. He's really overdoing it, but yeah. he somehow manages to come off looking all the cooler for it. I don't yeah, understand how he does some, that. It's yeah, kind of magical. Somehow it always feels like he's winking. Yes. Yep. But 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 it's but he always as exactly what plausible Alex said. deniability all the way, but he <laughs> yeah. does seem to be but winking he, but at he you. He always seems like he commits a hundred percent. It's mm. it's so crazy. He's just so compelling. Yeah. He's been in basically every Oliver Stone thing as yep. well. Oh, I, I imagine yep. that they're buddies or something like mm. that. Yep. And he's also in that um TV show by Dana Gould, the comic, um, Stan Against Evil. Hmm. Which oh, is yeah. Kind of, yeah. Which okay. is kind of a uh, that was post uh scrub that was his post scrub post scrubs, deal. yeah I think yeah. Stan against evil is era um, right but now. then you've got David Morse yes. who is just Classic. in everything yeah um he's the yeah he's, um, yeah no yeah. he's great um William Forsyth uh, mm-hmm. who has been in a lot of trash mm-hmm. um but he's the 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 FBI sort of slick friend back. slick back. Uh, um, he's got 144 acting credits. Uh, um, I've got a fun little fact oh. about William Forsyth as mm-hmm. well. There were three weeks into shooting on the island of uh, Alcatraz. Mm-hmm. He walked over to the catering area, grabbed himself a hot dog, and the caterer came up to him and said, these aren't for extras. Get out of this area. Get out of here. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm just gonna finish this hot dog. About 30 seconds later, security came over and went to remove him. And then one of the security guys went, oh, actually, shit, sorry, dude. You're actually a really <laughs> integral part of this movie. You've been <laughs> you're, on set you're pretty a much every major, day. You're, you're hot dog worthy. Yep. Just goes to show, um, yeah, he's kind of got one of those faces. Yeah. John Spencer, like if you're a West Wing fan. Um, Shout outs to Bokeem Woodbine. Bokeem Woodbine. He's so awesome. good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and like Michael Bean. Uh, was he in Dead Prison? He was, he was, he was in like Fargo? in Fargo. He was yeah. great. He yeah, was yeah. in Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, he was in Riddick. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's, he's, he's yeah. such a great presence as well. Yeah. Second season of Fargo. Michael Bean pops up, you know, mm. all too, all too briefly. He's, he's played um, like, he's got to have played half a dozen, uh, Marines. Yeah, in absolutely. His, in, his... In, in, in different, uh, you know, times. Yeah. And in, he's Navy a time Seals. traveler. He's yeah. a Na- Navy SEAL. Navy he's an alien. <laughs> Terminator. You know, he's, ju- you know. Um, he was in Dead Presidents. Yeah, um, Dead Presidents. And then, and then just very much of the time, but, um, you know, not, no, she um, wasn't a, uh, 
Uh, actually, another female speaking role is Claire Fulani. Oh, like, oh, I knew you'd have a boner for Claire Fulani. Right? Yes. Yeah, she that, was going to be oh, something in Meet right. Joe Empire Black. Records. Yeah. Records, right? Meet Joe Black. Yep, she was yeah. great and in that. She, in, uh, yeah, in, uh, she was a L'Oreal model for <laughs> just yep. one hot second yep. there. Yeah, she was, she was one of those people who was like she, set up to be a yep. Hollywood yep. elect. She, yep. was, she was anointed. Yep. And unfortunately, she just doesn't have any charisma. So it doesn't no. I don't know. I think she has beautiful almond-shaped eyes, oh. which do all the work for her, really. <laughs> yeah, they do. So, uh, the, you know, aside from the, the many character actors, this film uh, does not lack for stereotypes. Um, mm-hmm. So in a, in a very short period of time, we have the gay hairdresser. Yes. Uh, we <laughs> have true. the angry Asian chef. Um, you know, when he's running through the kitchen he's, mm-hmm. and the angry Asian chef is like yep. speaking to him in some sort of Asian language and we don't know what that yeah. is. Don't forget that the that the Alcatraz tour um, thing, he was coded yep. as gay as yep. well. Um, yep. Then we have the German Humvee owner. It's like, why have I got my Humvee? That was a cameo. Was that I didn't work out Fun fact, that, ca- that guy also had his car stolen was in, in Armageddon. Yep. Was that a cameo? There was something about the, the way it, the camera lingered on him that. Mm. Well, well, I don't know if he was. Any, I don't think he was anyone. Well, he yeah. must be a friend if he's like. Yeah, he's yeah, been yeah. Cast, yeah. But he had his cast all in both films. Like there was yeah. no need for him for Sean Connery to take that call apart from Molly just to give this body in your home there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, apart from to set the scene for the greatest, yeah, like Monda Green for a movie of all time. <laughs> and also, uh, right, something I didn't quite. Uh, understand from the plot um, was uh, what you you found that difficult to yeah. pass? No, um, but you know, Warmack, uh, you know the FBI guy, yep. <laughs> you, you piece of shit. Um, yep. But uh, he like he hates Mason, and mm. it's just like no, you put this guy away. Like yeah. you're you like you put him away without um, trial for thirty years. Yeah. Like what's your beef? Like <laughs> he won't give up the goods. He wants yeah. to know about the Roswell shit, man. Well, yeah. well, did you did you but, hear about this? Cra- there, there's a crazy fan theory that, that it's true. That's true. It's true. <laughs> the crazy fan theory that um, Sean Connery is actually Bond. In yeah, this. He, I mean they he played they, it as Bond. Yeah, I he mean they Bond, they but they're, like, they're oh, very heavy-handed with all yeah. that mm. stuff. Yeah, maybe I'm losing my sex appeal. Yeah, they they try to invoke. Mm. Yeah, the, the idea. That's not even a fan theory thing. It's like they're just winking at you the whole fucking yeah, time. Yeah, that, that yeah. jail rape joke made me feel really uncomfortable, yes, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Did. Say. There's that all was... kinds of gay panic, like, yeah. all over this m- movie. Mm. It's, it's really fucking oh. gross. Yeah. Um, all right. Any, uh, so we're, actually it was probably time. Um, have we got another sponsor? Didn't get a sponsor um, for this, did we? Didn't uh, we, didn't, get one. we didn't, we didn't, we no. didn't. Oh, JK, we did. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Chucklebox, the only meal box delivery service with recipes inspired by your favorite 90s sitcoms. Get fresh seasonal ingredients and recipes delivered to your door, ready to be transformed into unforgettable home-cooked meals with a nostalgic twist. Recipes this month include... Mad About Yuzu with Riza Rice Pilaf. Saved by the Oven Roasted Bell Peppers. Third Ham Hock from the Sun Dried Tomatoes. Palmer and Greg. 
Murphy Brown Mushroom Risotto, home improved mint and pea tagatelli with tool thyme sauce, Malcolm in the Middle bacon, egg, and potato hash, a degenerous serving of elentils, Herman's head of miso roasted cauliflower, Rachel Green Tomatoes Rosset potatoes, and fee beans with monarch capers, potato salad with fran dressing, and of course, the skew about nothing. Sign up today using coupon code DEJA and receive a free apron with Fraser Crane's head printed on it. Chucklebox, a funnier way to cook. Wow. Um, Jesus okay. Christ, I think we need to take, oh, wow. not take advertising right. anymore. Can, can we just honestly. take a quick break? I need a quick shower. That, yeah, that made me yeah. feel really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, I'd just like to apologize to Alex, to be honest. Um, I yeah. can take it, man. Um, so, Alex, just yeah, obviously you've had some uh, some thoughts about uh, this film. Um, was there anything you enjoyed about The Rock? Oh, look, like, no, no. What? You know what? The number one thing for me was, and even though I, I know I just said that I was relieved when Sean Connery showed up to just mm. kind of anchor the film in some way, um, Nick Cage is, I, I, I'm never going to be mad at Nick Cage being Nick Cage, and he certainly delivers here. I do feel like he's not kind of going full, like, vampire's kiss weird. He's pulling back a bit, but it's still... It's still Nick Cage. It's so Nick Cage, because when you think about this character who's supposed to be, like, this uber nerd who's, um, you know, noodling around on his guitar, somehow manages to also just slip into this, um, you know, extremely, like like super mask, like shouting in everyone's face when he needs to, like it, the character itself makes no sense. It's so fragmented and weird, but I, you really do feel Nick Cage in it and he's really inhabiting this bizarre. Yeah. I, I, I and I do like that. Um, there, like his performance is really good in this. And, and I think there's that, like, because there are those moments where he's building up to being confident, mm. you know, and there are moments when he's trying to like put he's his foot down. Yeah, he's trying and it on it for size work, and it and doesn't then he work. Finally gets his foot down. And you know and what it is? Like, it's that magical yeah, yeah. moment where Freeze, he Mister. Yeah, yeah. It's that magical moment, that transformative moment where he kills his first person. Yeah. And it's yeah. highly yeah. mythologized yeah. moment yeah. um in the film and, and in film generally. Mm. Um, where you really you become a man. You've mm. taken a life now. Yep. Um, and you now have the authority to command. You've got a big swing and dick. Yep. Yeah, that that yep. is the organizing theme of the movie is yeah. depussifying. Yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I did. I, there, there is that a, a little nice moment when he's you know post car chase and mm. he's sitting like he's found found when um, John Mason's talking to his uh, to his daughter and you sort of see Nick Cage and he and he sort of. He, he does the gentlemanly thing. He does thing. the gentlemanly thing. He's like, well, oh, gee, John, well, we better keep moving. And yeah. I was like, I was like, kind of like that little scene. Yeah. I was like, mm. it's a nice little sort of, he's like, well, you didn't need to do that. And yeah. it's sort of like uh, endearing him to, you know, that person. But, uh, you know, mm. I mean, it's. Yeah. Just speaking I mean, of the car chase by the by, again. By the by. But, just speaking yeah. of that car chase again, where he, where he commandeers a Ferrari, that was really yep. ticking another box for me oh, of like the God. things <laughs> that are designed purely for the 14 year old boys. A yellow Ferrari? A yellow fucking Ferrari. Yeah. Is it another like sassy black person who's like, man, you fucked up your Ferrari or mm-hmm. something like that? It's yeah. just like, 
what the fuck? There was, there was, there was an even more problematic um, kind of racial thing that happens way later on in the movie, which is when, like, one of his lieutenants or whatever... Uh, deep the, pleasure the black... in gutting you, boy. No, well, well, well when... <laughs> that when, kind of turns the racial epithet on its head, at least. <laughs> yeah. I, guess, I I meant more when the um when, when his black lieutenant... Candyman. Candyman. Yeah, essentially told... Ed Harris that again he's 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 a pussy and mm. and he says I want my fucking money which mm. is which is a like the phrase I want my fucking money is uh just vibrating with kind of the energy of like the African American experience right and he's uh Ed Harris at that point, like basically high roads him. He's shown to be the morally superior person. I really think that that moment is about humiliating the black person because in that, in that phrase is, is kind of what, um, white people fear about black people or something. You know what I mean? I think you might be stretching that. I don't, well, you know, I'm just doing a reading, baby. No, no. Yeah. But but then you also have the, you also have his offsider as well. He is very much. Yeah. uh, He's not the only Luca focused But no, but he's like, but he's also like, he he seems like the, you know, he like, he's very much like, I'm sure that guy gets cast as like a Southern bad guy. Like, you know, from the swamp, you know, he's got that Mm -hmm. sort of look about him, you know, and it's. um, Can I, can I explain that a little bit better? Like, Mm -hmm. So throughout the whole thing, Ed Harris, <laughs> Ed Harris is shown to be, you know, um, a mercenary. He's morally compromised, right? He's so and but, the, but the, but the yeah. film introduces him in a way that we're meant to sympathize with him initially. Yeah. And then we're slowly go through this process of being disabused of our high minded notions of him only to be then reabused of them <laughs> somehow. Yeah. yeah. Well, but, but, but it's, I mean, that, that point where that guy says, I want my fucking money, mm. you know what I mean? It's okay to kill all these people because it's about the money. That's the point where Ed Harris breaks away and he's allowed to become truly uh, sympathetic mm. in, in, in the narrative. That's the point where he kind of hits the eject pod and and s- stops being a villain per se. And the kind of the the detritus that's left on the ground uh, is a black person, you know what I mean, and and but 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 you see what I mean that that like it's specifically that phrase. I want my fucking money. That is that 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 has more power because and 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 more kind of semiotics to it because it's a black person saying it. I definitely hear what you're saying, but I I, I think you're giving Michael Bay too much. Yeah. yeah. No 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 yeah, no. Yeah, I'm I'm like, giving him very little. Cra- I'm yeah. mm. like like I'm saying that's an incredibly fucking problematic thing, mm. and and I you know I don't think he would have thought about it for for half a second. I, I think it's just, <laughs> he, just it's just reflecting yeah. on like his terrible fucking politics. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's a uh, it's 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 a symptom of his the de- the moral degeneracy of his I'd brain. Probably, I'd put that on whoever the screenwriter was that wrote that because that's probably not even part of his he's directing uh, sure his, but I mean Michael Bay is just an agent for that yeah. degeneracy then yeah. you know what I mean? he's, he's, no, he's a piece of shit yeah. speaking of agents uh, I did a little bit of research on chemical agents uh, oh. I, did, I did I did a little bit oh. of research um, is that a fact? no no <laughs> it's not a fact um, so because 
you know, this is the sarin gas, and actually, just recently yes. uh, in um, Syria, there was yep. a sarin gas attack. Um, oh, and uh, but um, I was I, I I wanted to uh, because of the uh, you know it's a it's a it's a key point about the you know the stabbing um, the the atropine. Like yes, the, I was wondering about that. So um, and like I was an wondering like the adrenaline shot. Yeah, so yeah, I was wondering what I was wondering what you know like I, I was just interested in um, so. Sarin gas is obviously a very horrible thing, um, uh, but I was looking at what the um, uh, what the symptoms and how it um, you know does damage. Um, there is not like I think they they definitely amped it up with the whole skin melting off. Like yeah. there's no uh, no evidence for you know bubbling skin and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, but there's uh, and and <clears throat> quite often it's um, something that uh, it, they've definitely heightened the level of threat. Like sarin gas is terrible, but the, the the idea of like a teaspoon of this in the atmosphere is going to just like it's it it will definitely make a lot of people very sick and hurt them. But it has to be much more concentrated. But um, uh, so atropine. Um, so essentially, because what uh, what happens when when a body is working normally, like a neurotransmitter, and I, here we go. I've got acetylcholine moves between nerves to carry signals. Once the once these um, do its job, an enzyme shows up, breaks it down. Nerve agents destroy that enzyme, so that's why you get like shaking and all of that sort of stuff because the the the, the communication um, between like uh, these yeah. neurons and stuff gets cut out. If you take atropine, that basically destroys that. Um, uh, like it, it basically just forces it to happen. The adrenaline. So it's actually really not good for you to have <laughs> atropine. Like it's like it's um because it's basically your body's just going into fucking hyperdrive. Um, but it does it it does stop and and but the problem is in Syria they ran out of atropine, um, mm. and so all of these people had been you know and it's just uh you know but most people it's um you know like uh they'll go blind or like it's, you know, damage to lungs and things like that and foaming at the mouth. It's terrible. But, um, Are you meant but, to get atropine yeah. to directly administered to the heart. I no, no, you they, know, they, they say you can just put it into a muscle and yeah, right. you'll be fine. So that, that, was, that was the whole gag. You're meant to get it like in directly the heart, in, directly the heart. in the heart. And again, a bit I, like yeah. that, like Pulp Fiction, but yeah. in this, when you actually look at where, when he's laying back on the ground, he's got the needle hanging out of him. It's like in the middle of his body, yep. just above his stomach. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> he got it fine. in his lung. <laughs> Clearly fucked. Yeah. Also in that Pulp Fiction thing, I was watching a, a video about like, you know, a, a doctor disabuses you of, of the medical shit that you see in movies and mm. TV. And they're just pointing out, there's way better ways to stick a needle in somebody's heart than going through the fucking breastbone. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? just going through like the like a rib cage or yeah, something. Exactly. Like that. I, I guess I hadn't fully interrogated that. Like when yep. Pulp Fiction tells you that that needle has to go through yeah. somebody's goddamn breastbone, you somehow believe it and you don't stop to think. Give well, me a fucking magic marker. I felt yeah. it then. Yeah. yeah. When you could just go like up or you yeah, know, or behind. through a rib yeah, or just absolutely. real gentle. But yeah, no, I was just because uh, yeah, I, I just thought that was um, you know because I remembered reading about like the sarin gas attacks in Syria, mm. which is fucking awful. But there wasn't people with their skin melting off. There was a mm. lot of people who died, and it was awful. 
But um, classic Hollywood again, trying yeah. to pull the wool over our eyes. Mm. Yeah. But was it in a uh, string of pearls formation, perhaps? <laughs> oh, man. The, no, it's a, a very classic. elegant string of pearls formation. I think it was a classic string of it pearls. Was a classic it's a classic string of pearls. pearls. Yeah. One note, the first note I actually took <laughs> was secure your balls because they are not uh, secured in that thing at all. They're yeah. falling out of, like you're pulling it's them ridiculous. out of this thing and they're falling out left, right and centre. This is a terrible design. Yeah, industrial just, design. I gotta say though, like good for on screen. Great. Oh, it looks you know well. Right. I mean, yeah. it isn't. It isn't because if I had seen this movie at the time that it came out, I would have been reminded of the bath beads from the Body Shop. <laughs> and I feel like there's a lot of people out there listening to this who know exactly what I, I know mean. Exactly they look exactly what they you mean. They look like yeah. that. Yeah, and when old mate cops one in the mouth, uh, you know that was classic. Uh, yep. Wash your mouth out with those bath beads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where my mind went instantly. Yeah. My mind definitely didn't go to anal beads. Promise you never oh. nobody went there. <laughs> I was no, just Is happen. that a fact, Seb? Didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> should we should we slip over to uh is that a fact? Oh. All right. Is that a fact? 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 Yeah, that's a fact. Alex is in the hot seat, uh, and um, and Seb, uh, I, I'm I'm very much looking forward to uh, to these. Uh, yeah, okay. so we have three facts. Uh, one of them is a not true. One spicy, and the other ones are just regular, not Mild. spicy at all. Yeah. You have to tell me which one is the false fact. Okay. Fact, fact number one. That wasn't a hint, by the way. Michael Bay makes car noises the whole time he's film, filming car chase scenes. <laughs> I believe it. I would 100% believe it. <laughs> I've got three more facts because I can't cut myself off at, no, at just three. I, I was... But these other three, these other three, I, I'm, call, I'm, I'm calling a subgenre of is that a fact? It's called Connery Insisted. Okay, Connery insisted. Okay. Connery insisted, fact number one. Mm -hmm. Connery insisted on having all his lines rewritten by a British screenwriter as he thought he sounded too American. It was a young Ben Elton who stepped in to rewrite most of his lines. That seems very believable. Connery insisted, fact number two. Mm -hmm. Connery insisted on having a shack built on Alcatraz as he didn't want to commute every morning and evening before and after shooting. Hmm. Fact number three of Connery insisted. Connery insisted that the water tank be heated to 33 degrees when they were doing those underwater scenes with the fire overhead and all this sort of stuff. Um, you know, you know the scenes mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Which actually turned the tank into a massive Petri dish, giving 15 people a nasty, nasty stomach bug and slowing down production for a few days. Mm. Far out. All right. So um, while you're mulling those over, Alex, we've mm. got four facts. Four facts. Would you like uh, to do you, do you remember what they are? Let's me to okay. recap. Yeah, look, Michael recap. Bay makes car noises the whole time he's filming I car really chase scenes. I really want to believe that. I really want to believe that. Connery <laughs> insisted, number one, he insisted on having all these lines rewritten by a British screenwriter, mm-hmm. Ben Elton. I'm convinced that's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. Connery insisted, number two, he insisted on having a shack built on Alcatraz as he didn't want to commute every morning and evening. And Con- Connery insisted, number three, that the water tank be turned into a filthy, 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 spa-laden, dirty cum bath 
that Come made up. everyone. Whoa! I feel like you left out a few facts. I knew that this was about like you yeah. know the fellowship of men yeah. and like camaraderie, wow. but that camaraderie, camaraderie. Com- camaraderie. Yeah. 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 Okay, so Alex, um, if you would uh, mind to t- just to close your eyes, so Kane and I can uh, put up a uh, of, of the four um, of the four the four facts. You have to choose. You have to tell me which one is false. Go with the numbers are. Oh, for God's sake. I'll, so I'll pull it tell together. you later. Number one. You, no, 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 no. Okay. Okay, okay. okay yeah. you just tell me which one's All right, false. so Alex, what do you think? By the way, just letting you know, I've got $8 in my wallet, and it's all yours if you get it right. All right. My I've Velcro also got wallet. a Whitaker's peanut slab uh, oh. in his Hello. underpants. Hello. <laughs> for a Don't price. offer my girlfriend a peanut slab, please. <laughs> 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 I heard peanut slab, but... <laughs> Are you guys done? Yeah, Yeah, we're done? Okay. Um, I I think, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with the shack one because it's so banal um, and I want the others to be true. Interesting. What do you guys, what what did you go for? I went for the shack. I was going to say shack because I don't think that they would have been filming on location. I also just don't think Sean Connery, like as if he's not going to stay in a nice hotel. I'm sorry, guys, but you are all wrong. All very, very wrong. The funniest thing about this whole thing is Michael Bay makes car noises. Yes. The whole time he's filming car chase scene. Uh, Sean Connery did, in fact, build a um, a shack on the island. They well, he didn't. He got some yep. poor little bastard to make minion, one. minion to make one for the a few minion. months that they were shooting on Alcatraz because he just couldn't be fucked doing it. It's like I've been to Alcatraz a couple of times. It takes like twenty minutes. I yeah. don't know why he didn't want to. Yeah, yeah, it's anyway. just a ferry. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, in fact, did insist that the water tank was pumped up to 33 degrees, turning it into a massive pool yeah. of and, filth. And according to you, he was just fucking busting nuts all over <laughs> the place. <laughs> well, we didn't say it was Sean Connery who was well, busting a nut. It could have been well, any of the cast. I don't think the there's cast. much left in the tank, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, the, he didn't insist on having all his lines rewritten by Nick. Damn it, that was the one that really spoke to me. Yeah, you good at it because, you know, Ben... When the I Bell heard you Elton read that, touch. Ben Elton felt way too specific yeah. for, for, very for me good. to think you made it up. So oh, you're good. very good at this. Oh, good, yeah. good. Yeah. I'm glad I lied to all of your faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're very good. I'm just very glad good. that Michael Bay really does make car noises. Oh, yeah, me too. That, that was, the, such that was the best thing I found out. Yeah. So have we got uh, further notes on uh, uh, The Rock? I'll, Two little other moments, because, you know, as I said, gay panic is like just woven through the thread of the threads of this movie so much. You know, there was a disparaging reference to J. Edgar Hoover, who famously, allegedly, uh, you know. Crossdresser. Yeah. Or, you know, mm. had some mix em ups mm. with his sexuality. Uh, also, the Oscar Wilde quote. Oscar Wilde also gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, was... I feel like the Oscar Wilde quote was presented uh, affirmingly. Uh, no, because it was Ed Harris that said it. No, right? it wasn't. Oh, it was, was Sean it? Connery who said that okay. patriotism is... Yeah. Is the virtue of the vicious. Virtue of the vicious, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and but then, and, 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 and it's one of my favourite lines, just like... Personally, I just think you're a fucking idiot. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was no. such a good line. He's that just was, like, I, was su- I just think you're a fucking okay, idiot. Maybe surprised that, that it was one. like presented, yeah. A, presented approvingly, and B, that they would uh, have a go at patriotism in this movie. Mm. Yeah. Okay, strike that one. Yeah. Mm. And I guess, I, but, you know, the, the, the first big shootout happens in a shower, and I think that there's some sort of like little reference as well. 
you know, just just that showers are always the site of you know um, panic about uh, gangs in in prisons and stuff like that. Uh, anyway, maybe that's not interesting, but also like the again, like at the end, the the, the casual references to Roswell and also Area Fifty One prior to that. You know what I mean? Uh, they mention Area Fifty One and mm. Roswell, yeah. Which, which I guess again, like, like is really like honing right in on fifteen-year-old boys, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's yeah, like sure. that's mm. when you get interested in the in that kind of things, mm-hmm. and they're the the two big kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the difference between a Roswell and Area Fifty One? The same goddamn yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Roswell, right, right. yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else I got. You know, uh, another thing this is going to be very hard to explain, but one thing it it does, and I don't know, maybe it invented. Uh, you know, when the little chirons come up with the location or whatever, uh, yep. yeah, yeah. that that like little tiki. Yes, I know. Yep. It's like that is such a thing, and I and I wonder whether yep. it sort of originated that. You know what I mean? No, I think there's like it's. I mean, the, there's even stuff in like aliens and stuff because it's 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 data oh, coming yeah. up on a computer, yeah. like on an old school computer, like on that. Yeah, the heads up display. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah, and I just wanted to generally point out. That uh, with the dialogue, people either there are either people breathlessly like in the you know like offsite command center or whatever, just explaining exactly what's happening. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh my god, he's disarming the bomb! You know yeah. when you'd totally. seen him totally. disarming. There's a the lot bomb, of exposition dumps in that. Yeah, yeah. Like, please don't explain it. <laughs> to I me. can the see dumbest of dumb dumbs what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. It happens again and again and again. Yeah. And also just the way that the language of the soldiers is just portrayed as so cool, and it's the dumbest shit. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. something like uh, holster that sidearm, yeah. whatever. Instead of it was like put down your gun. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like. I am proceeding to the landing deck, sir. For Alpha Niner. And it's, it's, again, it's just catnip to 15-year-old boys, but you watch it and you Mm. go like, Jesus Christ, just people, even I'm sure military people don't, sound like that. It's like, it's this, it's this uh, inflated kind of like cartoonish version of of how military people speak. It's pornography, basically. Mm. Alex? I feel like we met more or less covered everything I wanted to say. Uh, in general, we're... in general, yeah. like, I mean, like, just as a general, like, did you like it? Did you hate it? Did you, like, what was your just general sort of I feeling? Was, I was amazed when there was still 45 minutes to go. <laughs> like, I wasn't sure what was going to happen. And at that point, it just kind of becomes a, like, find the bath beads kind of it not very take, interesting. It does take a long time it takes for them a really to get long the time to, Like, it's like, yeah. the, it's like 50 yeah. minutes before yeah. they actually get there. Yeah, I feel know. like it could have been edited yeah. down quite a lot. Yeah. Um, but, I yeah, as I said, enjoyed Nick Cage. The, yeah, the... The byplay between Nick Cage and um, Sean Connery was great. Mm. Um, Ed Harris. Ed Harris is great. He's Ed great. He's, like, he's just like a he very. Like, he's overcast for this. It could have been. Any yeah. other it could have been. He's, any but he's old just douche. very. He's very like. Uh, He's just one of those people you just get in to know that you're going to get a good performance. Yeah, like, it yeah. doesn't matter. Actually, know? I mean, maybe when you think about it, like, I, you know, we think that, you know, it's really Cage and Connery propping this up. But when you think about it, like, Ed Harris is on screen a lot of the time. Mm. And a lot of the film relies on him being... Maybe starts with him. Like, mm. being... 
the guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like this rock solid, like hard ass military man of principle. Blah blah. blah. It's kind of like if you if you because as as you said, he's overcast. Like he 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 contributes more to that role mm. than the role deserves. Mm. And it's kind of like you get somebody who can't do that. I mean, and again, I'm not saying it's a good film, but the film does manage to hold itself together as Absolutely. something to watch. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe without Ed Harris, that doesn't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe it becomes, I mean, it is ludicrous, obviously, and it's the craziest fucking movie, but it somehow it feels like a, a thing. It, you know what I mean? That's not uh, completely, uh, it's 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 the center unified. can hold. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's unified in its ludicrousness. Yeah. You know. What yeah, I mean? in a way, like something like Face Off goes another step Fucking further. Yeah. 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 This sort of makes a play for believability in some way. Mm. Like it's yeah. trying to it's situate it within a milieu I, yeah, that we can. It's kind sort of what I was trying to say at the start, yeah. where there's like a bad guy mm. with you know some like you know as opposed to just some maniacal bad guy because I'm just bad because I'm bad and mm-hmm. I just want to cause havoc and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Sep, just oh, just a quick while you said face off there. There's mm. the the <laughs> interesting first casting choices. It sounds sounds so ridiculous for. Face off now because it's just Cage and Travolta mm. through and through. But were um, Schwarzenegger and Stallone? No. Really? Just been such Why? A, like, wowie, crazy. Yeah. And um, Schwarzenegger was actually the first person chosen to play Nicolas Cage's role in The Rock as well. What? And he turned it down to do uh, a Razor. A Razor, yeah, yeah. It was around the same time. Yeah, yeah. around the same time there. So, so like, because initially when we were, you know, the start of the episode, you sort of were getting this sort of vibe of like rewatching this thing and going, oh, yeah. so like, what's, yeah, what's your, well, what's no, your vibe? I, I, I don't know. I don't, it's like that going back to that 14 year old self, um, trying to like in, take enjoyment out of playing with little GI Joes again, that there's like, it's really, you want to really love it, but the magic's not there because you haven't got that like 14 year old sensibility or 10 year old sensibility mm. of playing with these things. And I just, it's pretty dumb. It's, there's like a lot of it. Uh, yeah. A lot of it you just have to take with a grain of salt, but it's, it's, I didn't really enjoy it. I actually found, I, I watched, um, escape from Alcatraz recently, mm-hmm. you know, um, Clint Eastwood, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, fucking yeah. amazing. Such mm. a good film. Mm. Rewatch that man. It's the problem is they're breaking in. That's the problem. Mm. That's true. It's a category it's error. You're yeah. doing the wrong yeah. part it's of funny, the breaking. It's funny now that I think about it, it's that's it's. I find its politics repugnant. I find like its its emphasis on masculinity repugnant. I hate the militarism. I think the whole thing, like the premise, is laughable. The 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 gay panic is awful. Like um, the writing's terrible. Everything's terrible about it, mm. and yet. Yep. Somehow it's not a bad I didn't, movie. I didn't it's, only, it's, it's only no. saved it's by the performances. Yeah. It's no. seriously like, those was... three central performances and yep. John C. McGinley kept me hanging in there. And <laughs> yeah. then he died and then I had even yeah. less to be invested Some, in. Yeah, somehow all of those things don't make it collapse in on itself. Yeah, you know I, I mean? I, I'd sort of girded myself for just going, oh, this is going to be a rough ride, yeah. uh, you know, back into my history. and Because I remember sort of, I, I literally hadn't seen it for, I don't know, 15 years or when it, you know, yeah. and I think I caught like 20 minute, twenty minutes of it on, you know, Gem or something, you know, like a few years ago. I'm just going, oh, this is a bit silly. And then I watched it again and I was like, yeah, there's like 
for all of those reasons. It's, but it's, it still kind of works. And it's still like, there is still something about this movie that I was just, it was very fair. So uh, a mate of mine, um, you know, went to high school with Anthony and we were just super cool. Um, uh, So (laughs) we, we actually like got the tram to uh, some shopping center like Chadson or something on the day this video came out in the shops. So we could buy it. You nerds. Yep. Absolute nerds. (laughs) Like Anthony had the CD of the soundtrack and he burnt it for me on his, yeah, on his, yeah. It was an iconic soundtrack. Um, And all those guitar stings, but yeah, yeah but, guitar and, stings, sure. and so I was sitting there watching this movie, and I texted Anthony a photo of like, and I said, "This is what's coming up on the podcast," and just the amount of text of just the quotes and all of that sort of stuff. And I was just like, "Yep, it's just that movie yeah. of like, you know, this is literally half a life or you know away," and uh, and we just watched yeah. this movie so many times, and it's not as horrific as I thought it was going to be, you know, like in that, in that sense of like rewatching some stuff and you're like, Oh Jesus. Like, um, do you know why I think partly it is? It's because it insists upon itself like a hundred percent. Like it, it, it believes in itself. It believes in itself so much. Like, uh, it, and, and it, and it goes at a breakneck pace, like yeah. you know what I mean. Mm. It's it 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 shows absolutely no uh, shame about what it is. Yep. You know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, and it's Michael Bay's favorite film of his own. Yeah. Of his own films. Also, just you know, classic line like you're between the rock and a hard case. Right, yeah, between the rock and a hard case. <laughs> That's yeah, not a bad action exactly. movie light at That's all. That's great. I actually, I wrote that down. I'm like, you know what? That's I think I wrote that down great. as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and some really funky stuff. Oh, no. No. He didn't say that. No. He said that. I'm just, I was, I'm just looking at quotes. You're right pretty there. drunk when you watch this. I take pleasure in gutting you, boy. Mm. Um, all right. Well, I think that's a, a wrap on the rock. Uh, thanks, as always, to Jeremy Watson and Jackie Wintergroup for providing this luxurious recording space. Uh, be sure to check out their podcast, Jackie Winter Gives You the Business. You can find us on Twitter uh, at Deja underscore review. We are Deja Review Podcast on Instagram. And you can email us at hello at Deja Review Podcast. It'd be great if someone emailed us. Um, please leave us a review Desperate. on iTunes. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, um, if you want a Dirty Limerick written about you, um, just leave us a little written review. It's got to be five stars. Uh, none, of, none of these two stars. None of these two stars or three stars. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it, uh, it just uh, makes us feel good. Um, don't you want <laughs> us to feel good? Um, thank you very much to our wonderful guest, Alex Heath, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Two weeks. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and uh, I have been Mike Cairns over there. Is Kane Bokjap Daniel. Sir, permission to disengage from podcast protocol, sir. <laughs> and over there, Seb Subascovri. I'm only doing a body in your home. <laughs> and once again, a little round of applause to Alex. Thanks, Thank you guys. very much. Wahoo. I don't know when this is going to come out, but for the Melbourne International Film Festival, it's actually a Nick Cage marathon at the Asta. So Holy any shit. Cage fans listening, Rage and Cajun. get those tickets if they're still available. Um, and uh, we will see you guys again next time. See you. Bye. Bye.
Hoo-ha. Ho-ha. Oh. Hoo-ha. 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 Oh. More wine? Please. <laughs>